Welcome to ScotsCast, the Bible teaching podcast of Scots Church, Melbourne. You can be pretty sure that if you stick around here at Scots for long enough, you will get something for every musical taste. A few minutes ago we heard from Bach, and now I want to remind you of a little bit of 60s folk from the birds. Uh, Some of us will remember their hit single from 1965 called Turn, 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 which was, of course, lifted directly from the text of the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes and so holds the record as the top 40 song with the oldest lyrics, which is maybe why the words of our first reading from the Old Testament were familiar to you this morning. You might have even found yourself humming along. The Seekers recorded a local version as well the next year. To everything, turn, 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 there is a season. Turn, 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 and a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, if you've never read it through in the original, the book of Ecclesiastes, it is a fascinatingly philosophical part of the Old Testament where the teacher, as he calls himself, examines what he calls life under the sun and describes everything wrong with it, which is quite a lot. It's a book you need to read with a kind of the sardonic tone of a New York cab driver, just the right mix of sparkle with a sharp cutting undertone. And so, yes, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And yet that, of course, brings both the good and the bad, both the happy and the sad, in almost equal measure. So if you look back at that first reading in the order of service, there's a list of 14 contrasts all with a time for the positive balanced by a time for a sense, the negative opposite. A time for planting and for plucking. A time for building, but equally for breaking. For looking and for losing. You win some, you lose some. But the big one for the teacher is the one that he puts first on the list. A time to be born, a time to die. Which ultimately is the major theme of the whole book of Ecclesiastes, that while everything is beautiful in its time, while there is a timeliness to life, no matter what you busy yourself with along the way, everything we do, it seems, is undone by our mortality. And so there's this from verse 9. What gain has the worker from his toil? I've seen the busyness that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also he's put eternity into man's heart. Yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. So you see, here's the big difference between us and sheep. We think about eternity. We can't help it. They think about grass. 
eternity, infinite time ahead, spins around in our minds, which the ancient teacher says is like a little splinter of a deeper awareness that we can't ever fathom and never ever will. God has put eternity into our hearts but puts a a frustratingly short limit on our lives which ultimately brings us face to face with the question, what's the point? What gain has the worker from his or her toil? Well, as it turns out, six car rentals have found the answer. Like everyone else at the moment, they're understaffed. So they've got a sign in their window down at Spencer Street that says this, life is short, work somewhere awesome. And then in smaller print, hint, it's awesome to work at sixth car rentals. But do you think really that's the answer? Life's short, rent cars to tourists in the daytime, have a few drinks in the evening. Satisfaction. The teacher in Ecclesiastes is going to disagree The problem is bigger than that. As we'll see in a moment, Jesus is going to disagree. And and if you listened, Bach disagrees as well. At the very least, says the teacher, asking questions of meaning, asking questions of eternity, thinking deeply about what time it is in the light of our own mortality, that says the teacher, is the start of the pathway to real wisdom. So, as we heard, Bach's Cantata 106, it picks up that same theme of time and our boundaries. God's time is the time appointed. In his presence, all have their being as long as he wills. And we die in him in his own time when he wills. God himself who is outside of time sets the right time for everything including you, including me. And the first tenor solo points us to the fact that having that in mind is the first step in finding wisdom. O Lord, cause us to remember that we also must perish, that we might seek wisdom. Now that is a solemn thought for a Sunday morning, isn't it? Like most of Bach's cantatas, this one was produced for an occasion, the occasion being the funeral service of Adolf Strecker, the local mayor. It's kind of safer listening to the lyrics in German, isn't it? Because the fact is, Bach is so uncomfortably blunt. Here he is again in the bass aria. Make ready your house, for you shall perish and live on earth no longer. Make ready your house. Get your affairs in order. Because according to that ancient law, you and I must perish. There is a time to be born and a time to die. And wisdom, it seems, 
lies in living with that sure knowledge so you're not taken by surprise. Which then is the theme, of course, that Jesus picks up in that famous parable of the rich fool who is caught by surprise. His only ambition in life is to work hard, play hard, build bigger barns. He's not working in car rental, as it turns out, but as a successful farmer. Now, it's funny the way it opens. With two brothers, you see, arguing about their inheritance. That in itself should be all the hint they need to know that it's not going to last. Their dad has just died. You know the old line, how much did he leave? The answer, everything. Absolutely everything, because you can't take any of it with you. That was their dad. And now they're fighting over the stuff that they won't be able to take with them either. So they come to Jesus, of all people, to ask him to sort it out. And in response, he tells a story. The farmer who's had a bumper crop best year ever. The problem is, this was a guy who thought that life consisted in the abundance of his possessions. So, recall what happens. He's thinking to himself, what'll I do? I've got nowhere to store my crops. And then it dawns on him. This is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And there I'll store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you've got plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink and be merry. not rocket science economically I guess store up your surplus then a comfortable retirement prudent smart the problem is of course that he's thinking no further than patting himself on the back and taking it easy instead of in Bach's words making ready his house for the fact that at any time death maybe just around the corner. So God says to him, verse 20 in the second reading, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then he'll get what you've prepared for yourself. The answer, of course, that his angry sons will no doubt be arguing about it before his body's even cold. So this is how it will be, says Jesus, for whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. Interesting phrase, isn't it? Rich towards God. Liberal, I guess, are generous of heart towards heavenly things. Investing time and energy in the long term by making sure things are put right between you and God as a top priority, rather than something just to be pushed aside until later, left until the last minute, as so many of us do. This is about what in your heart counts 
as truly valuable. Which is where, of course, Bach leads us with his cantata. As a man of real faith himself, there is a quiet calm that God has redeemed him. And so he commits his soul, his eternity, to God's safekeeping. Into your keeping I shall commit my soul, for you have redeemed me, O Lord, you faithful God. Which is where he finds contentment and true satisfaction. Looking to Christ, he says in the final chorus, to win the fight against mortality in his own resurrection. So Bach invests his own heart there. May thy great might win us the fight through Christ our Saviour. And then lots of amens. Uh, The old word that literally just means truly, truly, truly. The bottom line being, be wise, not a fool, by being ready for eternity, by investing your faith in Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Prepare your house by putting things right between you and the God of eternity. Investing your trust in in that real future hope, living in the life of that reality instead of just busying yourself to fill your barns. There is eternity to be grappled with. In the light of what Jesus says, a life beyond this one. So let's make sure, with Bach's encouragement, that we set our hearts there. You've been listening to Scott's Cast, the Bible teaching podcast of Scott's Church, Melbourne. 